Welcome to Learn or Be Learned. We either learn from others or others learn from us. The former is able to help us become a better, faster you. Follow me weekly as I dig up stories like a true anthropologist would on one of the three series called Guest Conversations, Book Applications, or My Small Talk Explorations. I'm your host, Shiva Danshaker, and let's talk. Well, welcome back, everybody. So today I'm here with an awesome guest. It's Nikki Ballou, and he is an author. He has worked with many big clients, and he has a podcast himself, uh, two, correct? Or was one like a two, two podcasts, right? Some of the guests you've had have been like awesome guests, like Oprah's coach and, and astronaut Chris Hadfield. That, that one was pretty cool. Um, but Nikki, I'm so glad to have you here and, and to get to talk to you. Shiva, thanks for having me on, man. It's a pleasure to be here. Great. Would you mind sharing your you know, story, how you got where you are so far? Sure. I'm, I live in Toronto, Canada, and I'm originally an immigrant from the Middle East, from Iran. My family were Christians, and when the Islamic Revolution happened there in the late 70s, uh, my late father, he was a far-sighted man. He could see this was not going to be the greatest place to raise his children anymore. So God rest his soul. He took us out of Iran and he brought us to the free West. And I'm very, very grateful that he did that. You know, living in a, a free country is important. I think as an entrepreneur, freedom is important. After all, you know, it's free enterprise and the freedom to go after your dreams that really makes it possible for you to be successful. And my father, you know, my father was a man who really believed in generosity and helping people. And he was the kind of man who would buy people cars and apartments and houses. And you might think to yourself, wow, that sounds crazy. Like, why would he do that? Well, <laughs> one is he, 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 he believed in uplifting people and he wanted to help them. And he helped a lot of people get started in life and business. But two is he could. He was successful. So I thought my dad was my hero. I wanted to be just like him. I want to be an entrepreneur. And I, you know, I became an entrepreneur and I wanted to help other entrepreneurs. There's a lot of people, good people that are entrepreneurs out there, Shiva, but they are unable to make a success for themselves because they don't want to come across as salesy, as pushy, as they have commission breath, you know, and this gets in the way of them being able to get clients, right? Because mm -hmm. clients that they should be getting, they don't go after them and they end up not getting them and someone else will get them. Maybe someone who's not as... Uh, as heart driven as they are. And that's bad for them because their business doesn't grow. It's bad for the client because the client, you know, doesn't get their help. And it's bad for the sum total of goodness in the world. So, you know, for me, that's what I've been excited about is helping these types of entrepreneurs reframe looking at selling into serving. No one wants to be sold, but everybody wants to, to be served. Everyone wants to serve. So, this is what we help people do. And we really help them take their message and we really help them dial it in so they don't sound like everybody else, like they're in the sea of sameness. And by doing that, we've been able to help a lot of people, you know, so I, I can tell you a couple of stories uh, about this uh, as we go through the podcast, if you like. Yeah. So it sounds like your dad kind of had an influence on, you know, where you are now, right? Where you want to help people in maybe a different way, but you kind of still embody that same, same ideology that he had when he was helping people. 
Absolutely. Dad's the greatest right. man. Greatest man. <laughs> yeah, right. And like that's that's incredible, right? So you you had the opportunity to grow up here and and I can relate to that story. I um my my family came from India here and I got to, you know, grow up here and explore my opportunities and I actually had a friend who was from Iran. Do you speak Farsi? I do. Okay. His his dad would always um because we didn't know Farsi, so he would always like insult us in Farsi or say something. <laughs> I, I remember he would always say like Boshe. Uh is that is that like quiet or shut up, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> but you know, back to the business side of things, right? You said you had a couple of stories on how you kind of take a different approach from the whole sales pitchy uh, stigma behind selling. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. So there's a, a, a fellow who uh, um, I met. He was a uh, personal trainer and he was not very successful, right? I mean, you know, personal trainers don't make a ton of money, uh, but he loved, he loved doing what he did. He was a young, young man, 25 when I met him. And uh, he, he had seven clients. He made $18,000 a year, not even. <laughs> he had to borrow money from his mom and dad to pay for rent. And the reason was he'd work with anybody with a wallet or a pulse. And so, you know, we started working with him. And we said, yeah, man, you got to differentiate yourself. And so he said, okay, I'll go work with doctors. Okay, well, that was nice. But, you know, doctors didn't really see why him working with doctors was special. So they didn't really do anything for him. And then he goes, okay, I'll work with cardiologists, narrow my niche. And the cardiologist didn't really see why that was relevant for them. <laughs> but then he met a fellow who was a Paralympian who had a missing leg from when he was a, a kid. He'd been in an accident. And um, so he worked with this guy and he really loved it. And he said, you know what? I want to work with people with missing limbs. And within six weeks, he had 400 clients. Wow. 400 clients. Now, you might think to yourself, well, why is that? Well, no one was going after people with missing limbs. And the message wasn't just, hey, I'm going to train you. The message was, hey, I'm going to give you a hard workout because, you know, you're just as good as anybody else. You can work out just as hard as anybody else is an able-bodied person. And you're not disabled. He actually hated that term for them. It's just someone with a missing limb or two missing limbs or whatever. And they ate that message up, man, because you can imagine someone who has a missing limb, right, probably have some, some self-doubt. Can I do it? Yeah, Am I good enough? Right. Do I have what it takes? You know, maybe I'm disabled. Maybe they bought into that crap. And he was telling them they were not. They ate that message up. That's why he became successful. So he went from 18,000 to 180,000 in less than a year. Oof. You know, so that was what, yeah. that's that's like a spectacular story. And, um, you know, it, 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 it's a matter of getting clear on who you're going to help. So these people, uh, the folks with the missing limbs, like working out, was something that gave them self-esteem. They gave them like health and fitness and all that, but gave them self-esteem, self-belief. It was very powerful. Very, mm -hmm. very powerful. So that was, that's a, you know, very quick turnaround. Was he able to keep up with the, the demand, right? Like it just skyrocketed. Yeah, we, we, so. we, uh, we, we had him start to do group work. He couldn't do one-on-one -on -one anymore. <laughs> right, right. But that's, that's amazing. Like seeing how, if you just take your niche and or I guess you take your field and you find your niche, you can become you know very successful in something you're interested in, which is I'm assuming that's like the essence of what you do, correct? Well, 
you want to do what you do because you have a passion for it, but you also want it to be something that solves a problem for people because you can't be in business if you're not solving problems for people. Business is about solving problems for people, acute problems, not just any old problems, but big problems, right? So I had another client and this client, uh, you know, he was in uh, real estate, real estate uh, investment. And he also owned his own real estate and he would coach people on how to get started with real estate. And this the people who worked with him, they wanted to be financially free. Obviously that was the, that was the deal. Right. So he was like, okay. Um, he, he didn't charge enough. He just said, oh, I'll take on some students. And I said, look, man, no, no, no. You're charging like 2000 a year and you barely have any clients. I said, no, you got, you got to charge like 50,000 a year. He's like, what? That's crazy. No, 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 you got to charge 50000 a year because what you do is serious. You help people become millionaires and you're charging them 2000 a year. It doesn't make sense. Like what you charge should be based on the value of the problem you solve and the level of skill that you have, right? So if you make someone who's broke a millionaire, you should charge a lot of money for that, right? I know that's a bo bo bottom line. So, so anyways, you raise his prices and, uh, he started to position himself as he wouldn't work with just anybody. He'd work with people who had 50 units. So you have 50 units. He's going to take you from 50 units to 500 units. That was his deal. So he did that. It was very successful. It's really, really great. And as a result of that, he went from making about, you know, 100, 150,000 a year in income to making seven figures. And that's the power of being able to have a good message being clear on your target market again and charging properly. If you don't charge enough, you're robbing people of the value of your solution. Like, think about it. Like, imagine, like, let's say, heaven forbid, you had heart trouble. Would you want to work with uh, somebody who charged $1,000 or would you want to work with somebody who charged $100,000? 100000 because we would assume that they know more. Exactly. Right. Exactly. You got to charge according to your knowledge and your ability to solve a problem. You know, all things being equal, the person who charges more is assumed to have greater skill, greater ability to get the result. And that's what we teach people. We've been very successful helping this fellow. You know, he, he, made, he went from six figures to seven figures. It's a beautiful thing. Wonderful level of income. Seven yeah. Figures. So I guess from a consumer side, how would you be able to differentiate between some, because like we said, you know, price is a good parallel to perhaps someone's skill level, but it's not the only, uh, you know, determining factor. So from a consumer side, what qualities do you look for when you're looking for, you know, someone to work with or to get into business with? Well, that's a really great question. Actually, I'm really glad you asked that. So number one is I, I look for people who are service-based entrepreneurs who've been in business and, you know, under 200,000 a year in sales, typically quarter million. And they, the, I'm looking for guys who are hungry and they want to get to half a million, a million, $2 million a year in income. Those are the people I want. They're hungry. You know what I mean? They're not standing pat. They're hungry. So that's who I want. I want them to be good people, heart-driven people that really want to make a difference for people. No charlatan marketers here, man. We have a no asshole rule in our company. We don't work with assholes, you know. So they got to be good people. And then I want them to be decisive and ready to act. 
because there's a lot of people that are hobbyists. They're not bold. They don't do what they need to do. So I, I look for bold, decisive people. And I look for people who are committed to getting a result. Like you got to be committed. You got to be hungry and you got to be committed to the result. And then obviously I'm looking for people who are resourceful because let's face it, it's going to cost money to work with me. It's going to take time. You're going to also have to invest in other things. So you got, you got to be resourceful. You got to be able to come up with that. You can't be one of these people who first time there's an obstacle in front of you, you're going to throw up your hands and go, I quit. That's bullshit, right? We want people who are ready to be resourceful. And then obviously they got to be coachable. That's what I look for. And if someone is decisive, they can make decisions quickly. If they're committed to getting a result, if they're resourceful and they're coachable, I can take them to the promised land, man. I can make them a lot of money. I can help them get to where they want to get to. And that's a beautiful thing because people, good people deserve that. They deserve to have success come their way, you know, and I'll tell you another story. Okay. So we had a client once, she was the director of uh, um, a organization that was the, one of the largest personal development companies in the world. They've been around since the late sixties, great, great work globally. And she ran the directorship for Canada and she brought in someone else and it didn't work out. And after a while she ended up leaving and she was kind of lost for about 18 months. She came, started working with us. In her first month, she made $10,000. In her second month, she made $12,000. In her third month, she made $18,000. Uh, in her fourth month, she made $62,200. And that figure will become germane in a moment. And um, it was an incredible success. And uh, she lived in uh, Ottawa, Canada, the capital city of our country, of our great country. My son um, plays high-level soccer. He was 12 at the time. He's 16 now. And uh, I called her up and I said, we're coming to Ottawa, my son and I, for a tournament. And I'm wondering if you would like to bring your son, who's my son's age, to come meet with us at the end of the tournament on our way out of the city. And we can have some lunch. She goes, yeah, it'd be great. So, so you know, we, we, we went ahead and we did that. We all had lunch. It was great. And then a few weeks later, we had our um, quarterly branded thought leader immersion workshop where, you know, we basically help people do what we teach them to do, which is to grow their business, make a lot more money, stand out and, and live the life that they deserve to live. And she was there and we had an opportunity to upsell the new people into our full year program. And I, I asked our, our members, Hey, anyone here want to just share their experience? And she goes, yeah, yeah, I'd like to. And she got up and, well, anyways, long story short is, um, she started to cry on stage and I was like, Whoa, did I do something wrong? Why is she crying? Right? <laughs> like in my head. Yeah, right. And she says, Nikki, you didn't know this, but when you and your little son came to visit me and my little son, um, my little son asked me, mommy, who are we going to go meet? And I told him we're going to meet Nikki Baloo and his son. And he said to me, mommy, are we going to go meet the man who saved our family? Shiva, man, I just, I just started to cry and we hugged on stage and she told me we were about to lose everything. We were about to lose our home. My husband and I were about to like end our marriage. You literally saved our family. And so what I do every day is I look for people like her. I want to save families, man. I want to save lives. I want to put smiles on little boys' faces. That's what I do. Why I do what I do, brother. 
I mean, that must be, you know, as, as humans, I think we, we love, um, res- like reciprocating and like altruism. Right. So we, we feel good helping people. And I couldn't imagine anything more than hearing that, right. Hearing that you've impacted someone's life for the better, um, and took them to a whole nother direction. And, and I can see why, you know, that's a, you know, appealing to you to want to keep doing this. So, you know, what if, you know, some of the audience that are listening are interested, but they're, like you said, your clients, you work with people that are, how many in sales? 50,000, 200,000, something like that? Yeah, you know, you yeah, got to be in so, business. If you're brand yeah. new, it's 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 tougher for us to work with those people. Not impossible, right. but tougher. So they got to be in business uh, for a little bit. I'd say somewhere between 50, 70,000 and a couple hundred thousand quarter million. So that's kind of our range. What advice would you give to people that are, you know, wanting to start? Um, perhaps they're not at the level to accelerate their already growing business. Well, that's a, that's a great question. Like we have a podcast called the thought leader revolution. It's free. We interview the smartest thought leaders in the world. We have these nuggets that we, uh, put out for people to be able to listen to. And those nuggets are really, really great. And people can use those nuggets in order to grow their business. They're free. I've written a number of books that are pretty low cost. You go on Amazon. The Thought Leader's Journey is a really good one uh, if you want to learn how to grow your practice. And I recommend they start there. But at some point, you got to invest in yourself. You know, one of my mentors, Robin Sharma, who actually used to be a client of mine when I was a fitness trainer, he once told me, if you ever want to... author? Yeah, that's right. If you oh. ever want to double uh, your income in any given year, you got to triple your investment in personal and professional development. So, but you can't just go after anybody. You need to go after someone, you know, who's a mentor, who cares, someone who's got methodologies that work, somebody who um, is going to be in your corner and uh, is going to show you what you need to do right now to be successful. So, you know, someone who cares, someone who's got a methodology that works today, not something that's outdated from a couple of years ago, because the world's changed in the last couple of years. If you get the right people working with you, then your life will change. When you invest in yourself, your business will grow. Uh, if you don't, then it won't. When I was starting out in business, I invested a lot of money in mentors and coaches. And I didn't have any money, but I found the money because if you're going into business, you have to understand that you are going to have to take steps and actions. And that means spending money. It's, it's not going to happen. And investing money, I should say, investing, not spending money, investing money. It's very, very important for you to invest money. If you're listening to this podcast, at the very least, you should be buying books, and reading books, you know, uh, but if you're serious about growing your business, then, you know, you want to come and work with someone like me, then you, you need to go to our uh, website, ecircleacademy.com. There's a button there that says book a success call, book that call and come on that call with a passion and a fire and a desire to win. You do that, you're going to be great. I'll be sure to leave all the info in the podcast description, make that easier for everybody. Awesome, but thanks. I, I wanted to ask a very, interesting question right so when in your experience whether it was your business or helping someone with theirs 
have you ever come across a time where they they or you came across a problem that conflicted with your value system where and you know what did you do in that situation i don't understand what you're asking i'm sorry that's okay i'll let me rephrase right so you you hold a set when you do business right i'm sure you hold a set of values that every businessman has maybe their own set of values of what they will do business won't do business you know ethics and it's almost a personal yeah, thing, well right? listen if somebody is uh we go through a rigorous vetting process if we don't feel that someone aligns with us we won't even offer to work with them i don't care i make a lot of money i have a lot of clients i don't need any particular client right i will work with people who are going to fit in well with our community we have a community of heart-driven people so for us that's very important so how many people are in that community uh right now about uh, eight eight so what what does it take to be in that community since there's right well, now you gotta people. the first thing you got to do is you got to come do the initial program that we offer the branded thought leader immersion workshop um and once you do that then you know we'll see if you're fit and if you're fit we'll we'll invite you to apply <laughs> that's how it works so i guess a different question i would ask is what is a struggle you know what is what was a huge problem when you were starting out setting up you know with one maybe your first business or whenever you started getting into business what was a huge problem that you had to learn to overcome? Well, like, like, like everybody starting out, you need to get customers, right? You need a business, you need paying clients, right? So that that's that, that for us is no different than anybody else. But like I did, I, I found myself uh, great mentors and I started to, to learn from them and start to put into practice the things that they taught me. And that's what you need. You don't want to do it alone. Like I can tell your listeners, don't do it alone. You need mentors, you need people that you can trust that are going to help you see what you're currently not seeing, right? Uh, How would, and sorry, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. I was just going to ask you, and then um, what advice do you have for then someone who's trying to pitch themselves to uh, a mentor or a coach? You know, like you said, you have certain values that you look for people, like hungry people, people that, you know, are, are good in nature, um, things like that. So what, what advice do you have for someone to pitch themselves? That's not kind of gimmicky or, you know, cause I think a lot of people feel this sort of, um, hesitancy to sell themselves maybe cause we come across well, in a culture I know that's a, for humble. exactly those things that I told you about, right? That's what yeah. we teach people to do. We teach people to like be serving, not selling. And right. like, if you're looking for someone to mentor you, it's a business relationship. Well, you're both looking into each other. So you got to look into your mentor and they got to look into you. You got to go in there and say, look, I, I, I think I, I think I can work with you. I'd like to work with you. I, you know, you got to come to whatever business arrangement you're going to come to. Uh, and, and usually it's pretty clear. The mentors like myself, I know what we charge for the, for what we do. So we tell people, and I know what we expect. We expect you to be coachable. We expect you to do the work. We expect you to, uh, you know, show up with uh, enthusiasm to help the people that need your help. And if you do that, then we're, we're ready to, we're ready to work with you uh, in that regard. Right. So that are the entry point for us is our initial program. So lots of people do the initial program, but to go on to the other program, that that's where there's a little bit of a process involved. 
But my advice to you, man, is take action. Start. Don't wait. Don't delay. Life is short. Don't let your fear choke out your dream. Right? You, you know, you walk four steps and you could be dead, man. That's how that's how life can go. So what are you waiting for? You got a dream? Jump all over it. Find the people who, who can help you. Don't do it alone. Doing it alone is a kiss of death, man. <laughs> and does that mean you have a good of uh, a friend circle support system that you use, whether it's business or any other categories of your life? You need to have a, a community. I mean, like I said, that's what we provide for people. But you need to have some sort of community of people that you trust and that you can you can learn from and you need to have mentors to, to push you forward. But most importantly, you need to have a dream and a desire to take that forward. That's the first thing. Like what I do is I help people believe in their dream. I help them believe in themselves. Then I help them understand the problems they're facing because you're facing a problem. If you have a problem called, I don't make money. I don't have clients. <laughs> that's a real thing. And magical thinking like, oh, it'll go away. I'll get clients. That's not going to happen. You need to really think it through. You need to understand that you need like a plan. You need someone with a with the ability to help you. And then you got to understand, I sell people on, I enroll them in the solution, solving it. If you are a person who has a dream and a belief and you're ready to solve it, you will win. If you don't, you won't. This is not a head game, man. It's a heart game. You got to be all about the people, all about your heart. If you're like, oh, let me do this, let me do that, that's not, that's not going to work. It's not a mathematics problem. It's a people problem. I'd agree with that. I think you know, knowing knowing the right people and and you know, networking in a way, but kind of having a circle, right, is is how you grow far. It's like that quote. Um, if you want to go fast, go alone, but if you want to go far, go with others, right? I've so, amended that to say, if you want to go fast and go far, go with others, the right others. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> which can, which can be hard, right? In in my experience, it, it took time for me to find the right circle of, of influence of who I want to surround myself with. Um, you know, I, I think a struggle was trying to figure out what do I value in life? What is my dreams? What do I want? Um, do you think not enough people ask that question in life? Or Listen, man, you know, everybody, I, I can't speak for people, but I tell you what I tell people. Why you want to be an entrepreneur is a very personal thing. I know why I want to do it. I'm looking for the people that believe in the things that we believe. Those are the people that are attracted to us. We believe in freedom. We believe in free expression. We believe in free enterprise. We believe in, in big dreams coming true. We believe in the majesty uh, of those dreams. And the people that believe in those, those are the people we look for. You know what I mean? Everybody else, it's all good. Everybody has a different path they got to they gotta go forward on. But I'd rather run with three than drag a thousand. Right. Have you read The Go-Giver? Yeah. Bob yeah. Yeah. He's yes, been on my yes. show twice. Yeah. His, I honestly, his book is one of the first books I read, uh, getting me into self-help and it resonated so much, um, because I've always been interested in business and his perspective of, you know, giving and, and reaching out. And I know many others also have uh, talk about it. Like Gary V has that a similar book. 
uh, you know, jab, 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 right hook or something like that. And yeah, so I, I, I love that. Right. <laughs> I, I love that message. I think, you know, I'm, I'm young, so I don't know what, you know, what the industry and the field was like before, but you know, I love to see this whole, like more study your history, brother, study your history, brother, study your right. history. Be, there are lots of good people out there. There's lots of charlatans out there. There's lots of good people out there. You know, this is a, this industry of helping people is based on heart-driven people. Now, there's a lot of people who, you know, get into it for the wrong reasons and, and, and are not doing that. But there's many, many wonderful people in there. You know, that's uh, all I can tell you. That's, we attract the wonderful people ourselves. That's what we're all about. And uh, I, can, I can speak to, to the fact that uh, my, my own mentor, Mark von Neusterman, he's one of those wonderful people. He's amazing. I'm a good you, man. You yeah. seem like you're a good man. That's a circle of three Thank right you. there. Rock and roll. You know? <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> Do you, when someone is, you know, working hard, they're motivated and, you know, obviously life has its ups and downs. What do you do or if you do when you're in a rut and you feel like you need to get out, out of that mental space, right? Or maybe you advise others if they're I in take my attention off of me. Start putting my attention on someone like this wonderful lady whose family I got to save, and I look for that next person. You put your, you're only in a rut when you're focused on yourself. You focus on helping other true. people. You're not in a rut. That is true. That, there that, is a, yeah. uh, there is a, there's a mentor of mine in the space of men's work. His name is Justin Sterling, and Justin uh, created an inverse kind of cone uh, diagram, and um, it's called the world sucks chart. The bottom is a suck hole. You get sucked into the suck hole. The first level uh, uh, above the suck hole is that of the individual. The second level is that of uh, uh, relationship. The third is that of uh, family. The fourth is that of uh, community. And the fifth is that of society. And the highest level is mankind. People get into trouble when they start thinking about themselves, individual. Oh my God, poor me. Life sucks. Oh yeah, I got to get a sale. I got to do this. Nobody gives a shit about you and your damn sale. Let's be honest. You're in front of that person to help them. Mm -hmm. You know, like, listen, Shiva, you and I are talking. Let's say you wanted to grow your business. I'm not going to go yapping on about my me and my program and how great it is. Who cares? I want to know what's your problem. Why are you having this problem? How long have you tried to solve it? What have you tried to do to fix it? What has been the result? And then if I can help you, I'm going to tell you. If I cannot help you, but I know someone who can, I'll tell you that too. I'm not going to talk a lot about myself. Mm -hmm. It's not my job. You know, like my job is to talk about you as if I'm, if I'm the, you know, the servant, right? And you're the, you're the, the client. It's all about you. And that's how you should be with your clients. You shouldn't be talking about yourself. You shouldn't be like, oh my God, I got to think about me. I'm in a rut. Life is so horrible. Yeah, shut up. Get over yourself. <laughs> Start thinking about other people and you'll be fine. I love that you say that because it that's the similar thought process I had when answering the question of a similar question, right? Of self-doubt and imposter syndrome is like, 
well, why, you know, why do you feel like that? Why would I feel like that? And then I realized, well, it's not about me in the first place, right? Like it's the people, you know, the, the people that have messaged me saying like, oh, I love this. This actually helped me. Thank you. Like I realized like when I switched my mindset, like I don't, it doesn't matter about me. It's not about me is when I like truly was able to let that go. And, and I, I resonate with what you said. 100% brother. 100%. So I guess you've, you've met, you've met quite a bit of interesting people. Um, You know, I'd love to hear a story or two with, you know, someone that, you know, maybe even um, uh, Robin Sharma that you mentioned or anyone really, I'd, you know, I told you about story. Robin, you know, he, he taught me, yeah. he taught me how to grow. It's because of him. I started investing in myself more because before that I was pretty cheap about it, you know? Oh, actually. Robin's, yeah, absolutely, man. I mm-hmm. was, you know, I would just try to do it on the cheap. And then Robin said, no, man, you got to put more money into it more time. So I did uh-huh. a lot more. I did triple. I tripled my investment after Robin taught me that right away, right away. And I tripled it every year for several years in a row. Wow. You know, yeah. Yeah. I was that was the best coaching Robin ever gave me. Uh-huh. You know, is um, is to invest more in yourself. 100%, man. Mm-hmm. 100%. So what did you spend that money on conferences, coaches? Conferences and coaches, brother. Mhm. Conferences yeah. and coaches. You meet yeah. people, make connections, do business. That's it. I've done so much business from people I've met at high-level conferences. Right. That's why we put on some conferences ourselves. And, I, uh, you know, by mentorship programs, by coaching programs, it's great. So, Nikki, I want to you know, ask any um, I want to ask you a closing question that I've started asking on this podcast. It's called Learner Be Learned. So I want to ask you, what is one thing that one Thing that you carry with you that you either learned from someone or you want others to learn from your life experience? Well, I trust that everyone listening to this gets that it's not about you. It's about the other person. And if you get that and you take the focus off you, you put it on them, you try to figure out what their acute pain is, and then you work to be of service in solving that pain. That's what I want everybody to leave uh, here with. And for myself, you know, I, I'm constantly learning, bro. Like I've read over 4,000 books, man. I've done dozens of courses, you know? So like right now I'm learning about, uh, man skills. I'm, I'm reading a book by John Lofty Wiseman. who's a former SAS, uh, officer and it's called the SAS survival handbook. And it's all about how to survive in any circumstance around the world. So it's a thick book, almost <laughs> 700 pages. Wow. But it's very, very valuable. And I think mm-hmm. every man should go learn how to be a man out there because a lot of men today, almost all men today, no longer have the man skills. They don't know how to change tires. They don't know how to build a fire. They don't know how to survive out in the wild. They can't hunt if they need to. They can't pick you know food out in the wild to help their family survive and i want to learn those types of skills myself and i want to inspire men in particular to learn those skills so that's something that i'm 
on top of right now. But in business, it's not about you. It's about them. Make sure you remember that. <laughs> so do you, so I guess let me ask a, a follow-up question with that is then, you know, when people say things like, it's okay to be selfish, to put yourself first, is that different from what you're talking about when you say that you should focus on contribution? So, you know, I don't know what people mean when they say that, but um, for myself, I'm a man. You, you can't be selfish as a man. I got children. Children, those kids come ahead of me. That's for darn sure. Uh, you know, now I got to take care of myself. I suppose my health's got to come first so I can do that. I got to be able to contribute. But I, I got kids. I got a woman. Uh, I've got uh, family members. I got clients. I'm not first, man. I'm like seventh or eighth on the <laughs> list. <bro. laughs> So. But yet, but yet, you're still enjoying life, and you know that's at the oh, end of the yeah, day, man. you're that's great. yeah. I I'm so happy that you were able to get on this, you know, recording and and share some of your knowledge with with the audience. And thank you so much for being here, Nikki. I really appreciate it. It was a pleasure. It was an honor. Thanks for having me over, brother.